I think we'll run with this. Why? I swear, every single week it is different. It's so yeah. weird. Bizarre. I almost sent you a podcast. <laughs> They've been YouTubers for a long time, and then they lost their funding or whatever, so then they made their own podcast, and they're making a lot of money off Patreon, but then they had their episode this week. Um, one of the guys, I think they Zoom call, but for some reason, each one has to hit record, and one of them didn't record, so they were missing his part of the conversation for like 20 minutes. Whoa. I was like, oh, I feel for you. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the one so thing bad. with Zoom that I will give it, is at least it, the audio kind of comes in decently. But it was funny because that's one of the horrible. guys was like, I don't remember exactly what I what he said, but I'll do a voiceover of the general thought. And he, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Welcome back to Dime Comic Pros Podcast. I successfully did it this week. Thank you, Colin. I love you, man. I Colin, love you, too. You have... I decided that you, you were Co- Colin, do you have lipstick on? No. Or is that, is that chapstick? I, I, chapstick. Okay, you have a oh. lot of chapstick on. I know, because I'm very fucking dry. I thought you were... I'm sure you are. I actually and thought... it's still dry as fuck. I actually thought you were really sweaty. Mm-mm. I no. thought you were like sweating in the mouth area. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. He does do that sometimes, but it doesn't How do you know? Because like I've seen him do it. Oh. So, uh, jumping no, into no, no. the. <laughs> you are Spencer. I'm, I am Spencer. I, I am Jacob. Colin. I am Jacob. I am, I am Colin. I am father. Shut up! <laughs> I am the father. No, you're this not. This is my son. No, and you're not. the holy dick. <sighs> Richard I, Ryder. I, I understand now why you don't go to church. Why buy a comic that might cost more than a dime? Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. Shall we get into the news? We shall get into the news. It is a big week. It is big, but we can plow through this like a a good old snow plow with light fluffy snow. It is big, but we can plow through it just like your mom. (laughs) My mom! You get it because your mom's fat. (laughs) Whoa! Fuck you! You can't say that, bitch! I just did. You can't stop me. That's rude as shit. We're gonna have, we're gonna have to fight in the yard now. And I'll have to that fight for her honor. <laughs> I, won't, I won't win! I won't win, but I still have to do it. I will fall over on this sword only out of obligation. Disney had a, an expo. They did have and And expo. so we've simmered it down to a recap. Uh, we got the poster and trailer for Werewolf by Night, which apparently is a Disney Plus series uh, streaming October 7th. It was originally announced as like an hour-long special, Yeah. but this is what Marvel's official website said, so it could be a mistake, but whatever. They're labeling it a special presentation. I Weird. Think, I think it looks like really good. I think... Like, it, it, it I, looks very promising. I think I need to stop coming up with ideas because I literally said two weeks ago <laughs> that we need a new Werewolf by Night because I was talking about finding the Max series mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then they come out with this. I'm hoping it does work well. So the one thing with the marketing is that the trailer looks very much so like it's marketing. I don't think it's going to actually be like that for the most part. I it just know. it comes across like not deceitful but like very played up. Um, apparently it's labeled a horror comedy, which makes sense. If it's going to be styled after, like, you know, old Universal movies, they're horror and also very funny. So, that's fine by me. I kind of thought that was going to be the aesthetic they were going for. I hope it is. I I just, it, it, I don't know. I got a vibe that it's like, this is how we're going to market it, but, like, it's not going to, it's, the thing's not going to be in black and white with fake video grain. Like, clearly that was a trailer trick, because that was the most egregiously, like, fake video grain 
tape crap I've seen in my life. I was kind of okay with it. Ugh. A trailer for Secret Invasion, the new Disney Plus series streaming in 2023. It wow. actually looks pretty good. Uh, I just realized how fast you guys skipped over one of the, one of the crucial parts of Werewolves by Night. What the the uh, werewolf werewolf uh, AIDS uh, gay HIV metaphor? What man thing? That too, man thing. Man thing is like in one it. frame. That man nice. thing. Man man thing is also in that like one big piece of artwork that they put out, which was for a theme park, but it's still yes. in the MCU designs or whatever. Man thing. Finally, that'd be nice. Man thing. I, I thought really there was they... also like a pentagram guy that I was wondering yeah. might be Hellstrom no, or something. There's a thousand but... people that run around with pentagrams, to be fair. Yeah. Especially in Marvel, they forget that like one writer just forgets a person exists and then they make a new character that's identical. I haven't done any research on it yet, so. Um, Secret Invasion actually looks like it's taking itself vaguely seriously. Yeah, I it kind of really does. I really hope it does. I'm sure the tone won't match the trailer. It's obviously like a, you know, a teaser. We're going to be extra dramatic about it, but... It looks pretty visually interesting. Hopefully it uses the good elements of Captain Marvel. Like, I really liked Ben Mendelsohn as, I don't remember his name, the leader of the Skrulls. So yes. the fact that they did the, like, the big allegiance swap with the Skrulls, they're like, hey guys, they're like actually pretty normal, but now they're trying to do secret invasion with like, there are some of them that are sketchy. It's kind of weird. They like back themselves into a corner, but we'll see how they write themselves out of it. Nick looks cool. Amelia Clark can step on me whenever she wants. Yeah, it'll be fun to have the the scroll hijinks of killing a bad guy and oh no, it wasn't a bad guy. I'm still betting on Rhodey being a scroll. I'm still betting on it because apparently this is going to lead pretty closely into Armor Wars, which mm-hmm. is the next thing. We got a new logo. Uh, I don't care. It's a new logo. At yep. least we're confirmed the thing's still happening. <laughs> One division director Matt Shackman will direct Fantastic Four. Fine. It yeah, doesn't sure. have, like, like, he has a decent filmography. It's nothing really unique, but... Fantastic Four is so far away, I, I just don't care. Yeah, I hope that they'll give him, you know, some flexibility to do what they want. Like, it's clear that they... Because uh, originally John Watts was attached to direct, and it was clear that they just didn't have the room because he moved over to Star Wars, so I don't think they're, like, changing, like, directions. So I think they still want kind of, like, the MCU guy to do it, which... Is a red flag for me, but whatever. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson is returning as the leader for Captain America New World Order. There's been a lot of weird stuff with this movie that I won't get into on the podcast that's been flowing some really big red flags for me, but this is interesting and I'm glad that they're finally using him. Big guy with head. I don't remember which guy. The guy, they got the, he got the Hulky goop dripped on him. 12, like, 14 years ago. In, uh, Hulk, in, in Incredible Hulk. They set that up and they never used I it. I need to freaking rewatch that, but I can't yeah. find my copy of it. Just watch it on Disney+. Plus. Anger, it's not there. It, yeah, it's not on there. It was. It, it's one of the movies that rotates around. Um, I have heard this before, and I thought the leader was the freaking red-haired chick from Falcon and Winter Soldier. And no. I was excited for that. You, no, she's dead. She's dead. She's she dead. Die? Yeah, they killed Carly. <sighs> yeah, it, it was when they hit the middle point where they said, holy shit, the villains actually make sense and sound like real people. We're going to have them kill children. Yeah, 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 I remember that. <clears throat> I was okay that she died uh, because they made her. I was also bad. surprised to find her in freaking Solo. That, I, that, I, I, that, I, I that movie's a that black first. hole in my memory. That's the thing is because it's like I f- same I forget about it and then I watch it, I'm like I love this it's yeah, really good there's it's some, fantastic there's a few things that are 
demented, you know. Yeah. Hey, Solo. <laughs> I'm so very backwards because that move that like when I think Star Wars, that's actually like one of the first movies that pops up in my that's head. That's weird. Fun fact, uh, I don't know if this has been confirmed, but apparently Charlie Cox had auditioned to be Han Solo. Whoa. But because he had already been playing Daredevil for so long, his audition was shit because he was pretending to be blind on accident. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oops. Um. So, uh, Solo, the reason uh, the reason why like it's in the back of my head, like it's the, like one of the first things that pops up for Star Wars, is because I think it's at that point in the Star Wars, like, you, like in, our, in our point where Star Wars is just so well known, that like the aesthetics and like the visuals are just so very Star Wars yeah. in the background and stuff like that. And also that Millennium Falcon. It's so pretty. It is so fucking beautiful. Like the interior too. It's so fucked up that they made it look that good. Because you're like, oh, yeah, the Mount Millennium Falcon, yeah, it's really cool. Because, you know, we see it as a dirt bag. And then once we actually see what it used to look like, we're like, holy shit, it is actually a dumpster fire. Yeah, no, it's Han. He's no, a dumpster I, fire. I know, I didn't realize how bad it actually was. I just thought it was, like, slightly, oh, this is kind of yellowed. But no, it's tan when it used to be yellow. Last bullet point, the Thunderbolts lineup was revealed. Red Guardian, Ghost, Bucky Barnes, Yelena, U.S. Agent, and Valentina Allegra Viagra de Fountain of Youth. So... I like all these characters with the exception of Ghost because she's garbage, but like... That's only because she was in your most hated Marvel movie yeah, ever. Yeah, and she's a completely wasted villain with nothing fun about yeah, it. Yeah, she don't kinda, do anything. She didn't really have anything well, to Well, this her. might be the redemption I'm part. aware, but this is the thing. Where in the goddamn fuck is Baron Zemo? Sir. Yes. Why, why isn't he's he in, in the movie, but he's not in the lineup. I this know. is bullshit. Yes, um, I agree. And they all punch good. Like I get, I yeah. get they're a spy team, so it makes sense. But like, there's other care. They could have they're... all of these and other characters that we have that fit that somewhere in the anti-hero to whatever. Like they're just kind of all chilling. I believe the term you're looking for is they're all boots on the ground. Well, that's the thing is because that's what I want. I want the boots on the ground. I know, call it, <laughs> I know, Call of Duty term. I know. Oh so... no, 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 no. That's like Iraq. Politics term, yeah, yeah, early two yeah, thousands yeah. bullshit. I just, that's why I was laughing because I made political joke. Uh, <laughs> just, <I see>. Dork. <laughs> He's just looking at me like yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> pissing Spencer off. This is funny. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know that like it's fine. I'm still looking forward to the movie. I just wish that they were being a bit more creative with the lineup. It makes sense that they're not going to use Abomination because he's just. He also just Chillin'. punches good. He does punch good. Well, he's strong, but big, big man punch he's good. big, strong. I don't know. There's just other characters, which I wish they added on to this, and why the hell Zemo isn't leading the team, I don't know. <laughs> what? Our, our model podcast that we aspire to come close to, but never ever will, The Weekly Planet. Uh, Go to Big Sandwich Co! Anyways. <laughs> was talking no about this talking for about. quite a while. And uh, they speculated quite a bit. And uh, I mostly agreed. But I have one thought that they didn't come up with. Okay. Who do you think the villain will be? I thought it might have been the leader before they had announced it for a different movie. Yes. So Zemo could get out again because half of these people are like super soldiers, which is like, you know, the thing he doesn't like. So I could see that working. Um, hmm. He, you have something. Oh, yeah. I'm going to kick myself. I think what it's it? freaking so glaringly obvious. What is it? I think it's 
Maria Hill. Nope. Is going to be the sort of villain that they go after and then something happens. If it's not, Maria if Hill? It, yeah. Because... Can, the black market lady in... No, that's Sharon Carter. Falcon and... Oh, Sharon all right, Carter. Whatever. Yeah, broker. that's the one. Why is she not oh. the drip broker? <laughs> yeah. Carter. That's the one I meant. That makes sense. Carter. Carter. I can see that. Oh, yeah, she is a bad guy. Isn't yeah. she? That pissed me off. Yeah. Like, why'd that make... Why? 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 Why does she do that? That makes no sense. She's I like salty. That. Yeah, I, like I think that. it's Carter. She's I, a salty bitch. I don't know whether they would... This team can kind of be used for anything. That's the point, is that they're, like, kind of government-authorized, but not. Like, they're not even S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Right. They're... They're, you know, this person's personal hit squad. Also, they're being called the Thunderbolts, but... They're, Thund- they're so far, sneaky. Well, that's fine, but like Thunderbolt Ross probably isn't going to be in the movie because the actor has passed, and uh. they don't seem to be recasting him. That was the other thing. I was like, you can work with that, I guess. It's just it's weird because that's <sighs> the team has always been founded around Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. So Fontaine is yeah. probably going to act like him, which is fine. I think she's annoying as hell. Thunderbolt and I like it. Ross. Oh, 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 the, oh, the, the Red Hulk. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just weird. Like, it's just. It's odd. There's a lot of stuff that's it, just kind of like it's gonna be could have been planned better. Like I don't know if they're gonna Princess Leia or Luke's Luke 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 Skywalker M or yeah. I really hope that yeah. they don't. That's a really don't. bad idea, Please but don't. it's not off the board. It's not, but they they probably have enough like old footage that we can get him like walking into so like we get the back of his head walking into some boardrooms and like we can leave it alone. Or we could have him die. Like, the actor was getting old, obviously, So and the character had, like, health problems in-universe. We've uh-huh. seen them. Uh-huh. So it would make sense. I don't, I don't know. This could have something to do with whoever in She-Hulk is trying to get She-Hulk's blood, because that's the thing that Thunderbolt Ross does. He always wants Hulk blood. He wants it so bad. So, like, I don't know. There might be something there. It's just a weird lineup. Moving on. Colin. Ah. Uh-huh. Exclusive from Deadline.com. After announcing the Avengers, colon, the Kang Dynasty at this year's Comic-Con, Marvel Studios looks to have found the writer who will now pen the highly anticipated film, period. Sources tell Deadline that Jeff Loveness, who recently wrote Ant-Man and the Wasp, colon, Quantumania, will pen Kang Dynasty for Marvel, period. Loveness will join Destin Daniel... Cretton, comma, who was recently set as director on the project, comma, with Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige producing. Colin, period. you're killing me. <laughs> you're killing me. Um, I have no idea how this is going to go because uh, I don't know how Ant-Man 3 is going to go. I'm not really looking forward to it, but... You're looking forward to it. I'm really not. They're saying, well, it's going to be, this one's going to be dark, guys. That's probably a fucking lie, but I am looking forward to seeing Kang hopefully kill Scott. He needs to die. I want to get rid really, of Paul you, Rudd. You really hate him, don't you? I love Paul Rudd, but I hate this fucking role. It's so obnoxious. It's just I think it's a you problem. It might be, but like it just it's so bland. Because I don't like hate him like you do. Like I, I can live without him for sure, but like you're just like a ball of I like hate him. Honor. He's I, a I ball of hate. I like yes. his appearances in other movies. I really liked him in Civil War, but I really, really do not like his solo outings. He's not the the way that they have written the character makes it really hard for him to hold weight on his own, hence why they surround him by a shit ton of other characters with other superpowers and other superpower names. So we have Ant-Man has 
you know, like four different people in it. You have another Ant-Man, you have the Wasp who helps him in the movie, and then in the next movie you have the Wasp, and then you have the fucking Goliath, and you have the other Ant-Man. It's just so much, because Scott's the boring one. Calm down. Yeah. It's annoying. Can we get to Hank Pym beating his wife, please? Oh my fucking word. From DCComics.com, Charles Rowland and Edwin Payne have been detectives for decades, and dead best friends even longer. But their investigation into a Thai American girl's disappearance from her Los Angeles home puts them on a collision course with new and terrifying ghosts straight from Thai folklore that could give even a dead boy nightmares. Eisner Award winning writer Pornsack. What the fuck? Pichet Shot. Pornsack. Pornsack. P O R N S A K. Wow, what a pornsack. Pichet Shotty, known for The Good Asian and Infidel. When I saw that last name, the first thing I thought was Pinochet. <laughs> I have problems. Is joined by celebrated artist Jeff Stokely to take the dead boys to the scariest place of all, the heart of Hollywood. The genius of Sandman is how seamlessly it fits different genres, histories, and folklores together. Something that definitely inspired Jeff and I for Dead Boy Detectives, said Piquetchate. As a Thai American, I grew up around all this wonderful Thai folklore that's never made it to American pop culture, so by introducing some of my favorite Neil Gaiman characters to the truly terrifying and bizarre world of Thai ghosts, we will give horror and Sandman fans something new. Pai is and Stokely's new six-issue comic book miniseries. Edwin and Charles are hired to find a missing Thai American girl named Jai, only for her to turn up dead. Except not, because Jai, along with her two friends Tanya and Charles, are all ghosts like Edwin and Charles. Except not. Each child is Thai, with power unlike anything Edwin and Charles have ever seen before, and they all died in L.A. at different times over the past 50 years, and perilously close by to the boys' adventure, Thessaly, the witch, finds herself held hostage by dangerous magics, both a threat to her life and an insult to her ego that simply will not go unanswered. This is definitely a horror book, continued as the boys discover Thai black magics getting more powerful in Los Angeles, the home of the largest Thai population outside Thailand, and it might even be changing the rules governing ghosts. All this while Charles and Edwin, two ghost detectives, are secretly craving changes themselves in a coming-of-age story starring two boys who can't grow up. I love the Dead Boys. <sighs> I don't know anything about the Dead Boys. You would but love it sounds, the Dead Boy Detectives. It sounds really cool. I probably would. They have it. pretty long-standing comic history, and every like couple of years they make a new series. It's really cool. So it's just simply called the Dead Boys. Dead Boy Detectives, usually. Dead Boy Detectives. Just look. It's in the universe of Sandman, so it just you'll you'll see them around. I love the Dead Boys. Then I try to say the the name I can't pronounce correctly different ways, just in case I magically get it right one time. Understandable. From DCComics.com, I said .com, not .com. You said .com. Shut up. I heard you it was .com. I heard you comer. Calm. Calm in my mouth, <laughs> sweetheart. 
Clark and John Kent have taken on some of the DC Universe's biggest adversaries, Mongol, Henry Bendix, and Pariah's Dark Army, all to prepare them for their biggest battle ever with Lex Luthor. In an oversized special issue, Action Comics 1050 features the creative talents of Philip Kennedy Johnson and Mike Perkins, Tom Taylor and Clayton Hendry, and Joshua Williamson and Nick Dragota. Arriving at local comic book shops on December 27th, Action Comics 1050 sets up a new era of Superman comics. While yeah. writing Action Comics for the past two years has been one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had, and sometimes that's happened in, and everything that's happened in that time, Future State, Superman Son of Kal-El, The War World Saga, and Kal-El Returns, has all been building to Action Comics 1050, said Philip Kennedy Johnson. Clark Kent has returned to Earth stronger than ever, John has fully come into his own, and the Super Family is poised to make Metropolis the true city of tomorrow. It's no overstatement to say Action Comics 1050 is a new beginning for Superman, and the era that's about to begin is as bright and fun and exciting as anything fans have ever seen at DC Comics. As a huge Superman fan, it is a great honor to be asked to write in the pages of Action Comics, and the return of Kal-El has all been building to this moment, said Tom Taylor. After this issue, Clark and John Kent's world will really be changed forever, and the shocking events of Action Comics 1050 are just the beginning. This issue will also tease the surprises, conflicts, and the great threats to come for the Superman family. So the past, like, three-ish three, three -ish years of Superman comics have slapped. All of these artists have been fucking awesome. Uh, I didn't hate the last uh, Brian Michael Bendis run, but it was kind of controversial, so I get why they're moving away from that a little bit. Hmm. But, like, the three Superman books coming together again, finally, so it's not, you know, no, this one's in space. No, this one's in space is nice. Interesting. I, like, I want them to both be in the same city. I want to have a Superman apartment. Kick out Lois Lane. It's just a father and his son in their apartment with a dog. Just the boys. Lois can, like, go, I don't know, do something else. Go on a reporting thing and go do journalism in, like, a different country or something. Yeah, get out of here. We don't want no women in our... No, no women. No women. She's just not, like, the best girl or just anything. Just get yeah. out of here. No. From Marvel.com, this January... Journey back to the early days of Earth's mightiest heroes with two of comics' mightiest creators in Avengers, colon, War Across Time. All right. You're going to keep getting it. Deal with it. Joined by fellow superstar Alan Davis, Eisner Hall of Fame Paul Le Levitz, known for his storied career... Known for his storied career at DC Comics, writes his first-ever Marvel comic story, in this five-issue limited series. Set during Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Don Heck's original groundbreaking run of Avengers 1963, this extraordinary saga will be a love letter to Avengers history just in time for the team's 60th anniversary. Avengers, colon, War Across Time will see the original Avengers at their very best at they, as they battle an onslaught of powerful and strange new threats that strike at the very heart of the team. At the center of it all will be the Kang will be Kang the Conqueror, reaching back from the furthest reaches of time to destroy the Avengers legacy. <laughs> Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Giant Man, and the Wasp. It's the classic Avengers against the Hulk on the streets of New York, and the beginning of a showdown with the Kang the Conqueror that will span the centuries. Quote, comma, quote. What? You know, if you just say the words, you don't oh have to worry gosh. about the fucked up punctuation from my yeah. bad copy-paste job. Okay. Qu 
quote, I learned much of my writing craft from the Avengers, and it's been a delight to pay homage to my old friends Stan, Jack, and Don by trying to do something that might have been an extended issue. End quote. Period. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. I can't say that word right. I hate you. Exclamation, exclamation point. There you go. There this go. sounds like fun. The uh, 60s Avengers run is awesome. I Like, it's so... It's 60s. dog water. It's so 60s, but that's one of the things that I started reading when I got into comics was the original Stanley run. It's fun. From Marvel.com. Dot com. The Scarlet Witch will return in January in a brand new ongoing solo series. <gasps> mommy! No, no, no. Mommy on page, not on film. Still mommy. Still mommy. Still mommy. I'm, I'm just clarifying. I know. Okay. It's mommy. A ground Mommy. A groundbreaking new chapter for one of Marvel Comics' most beloved characters, Scarlet Witch, will be written by Steve Orlando, known for his thrilling current run on Marauders and last year's Darkhold saga, and drawn by artist Sarah Pichelli, the superstar talent known for her acclaimed work on titles such as Ultimate Comics Spider-Man from 2009. Together, these two comic powerhouses will open the door to a new era of adventures, mysteries, and quests that only a hero with Wanda Maximoff's breathtaking and unmatched mystical abilities are fit for. <laughs> Following her redemption in the pages of X-Men colon Trial of Magneto. I had to. That's my joke. It's in the title. That's it. That's the only time I do it. I'm going to tie your colons together. <laughs> <laughs> But we all know he can escape it because he is the mighty colon man. I am the mighty colon man. Steel colon of steel. <laughs> Nothing can vibrate this vibranium. <laughs> except my ass cheeks. His ultimate is a power shit. <laughs> you know what? You'd think it would be, but no. My shits take fucking forever, so there's no power to that. It's a power fart and a power squaw. A power squirt. <laughs> Dude, I'm a little squirt girt. <laughs> <laughs> Following her redemption in the pages of X-Men colon Trial of Magneto from 2021, <laughs> Wanda is reborn as the hero of the Marvel Universe. Uh, no. Wanda is reborn as the Marvel... Wanda is reborn as the hero the Marvel Universe needs her to be. <gasps> Wow, Spencer, you fucked up. <laughs> it's typed out normally. He can't read. I can't read. I know, he can't read. <laughs> where did I get it from? My mom. <laughs> Making the most of her fresh start, Wanda uses her powers in a glorious new way and embraces a, a new calling. Not a phone calling, but a new calling to help those who need it the most. Experience one of the most powerful magic wielders on the planet at her very best in the series Scarlet Witch fans have been asking for. There is a door that appears only to those who need it most, who have no one else in the world to turn to. What? Okay, I get it now. <laughs> Jacob, are you, do you need to, like... Have you been around me too often? 
On the other side of this door is a mysterious witchcraft shop. Friend or foe, human or otherwise, if your need is great and your hope is gone, there you will meet the 18, I mean the Scarlet Witch. Wanda Maximoff is familiar with hitting rock bottom. What? She's hitting rock bottom. I think they're talking about the time she did a genocide. Oh, I thought she, they were talking about the time she slapped Colin's ass. Ah. That's squishy, not hard. Oh, I'm sorry. My toes are hard. And now she's finally found peace. She's pledged all her power to help others who are languishing at their lowest. But when a woman falls through Wanda's door with a terrifying story of a town gone mad, the Scarlet Witch will have to muster her wits and chaos magic to deal with an insidious threat. Since I first stepped into the House of Ideas, the Scarlet Witch has been with me. In fact, she was the star of my first Marvel work ever, kicking ass, weaving spells, and humbling doom in Darkhold. So, there was no way I could pass up the chance to work on Scarlet Witch, Orlando said. Wanda Maximoff has finally broken free of the shadows she's wrestled with for years, and now Sarah Pichelli, or Sarah Pichelli, Russell Dodderman, and I are unveiling the next chapter of her powerful, improbable, magical life. When you have nowhere else to turn, you turn to the Scarlet Witch, and God help anyone who gets in her way. Uh, Darkhold was really cool, uh, so I'm down for this. It's nice that she can stop being bad now. It's been a while. Mm. It's been like 15 years. Didn't she have a solo run in like 2009 or something? Yeah, I think she had a run that was going on before she did the oopsie doopsie fucky wucky, and then the first issue. She's basically been in the back end of like all of the events. The first issue was like super duper, um, darky worky. No, it had like humans are killing the planets when she's investigating a murder or something. I'm like, what is this? And didn't read any further. I'm gonna get a really big sword. It's gonna be a ship, but it's a sword, and then I'm gonna stab the planet. Yeah, it was, like, super preachy on a topic that had nothing to do with the dead guy in the room. I was like, it, did, it just didn't make sense. Wacky. Mm. Via the official HBO Max Twitter account, Batman The Audio Adventures Season 2 will release October 7th. Fuck yeah, bitches! I don't understand, because HBO is dying. Everybody is saying this. Yes. And then they're releasing a lot of their audio productions on Spotify. It granted it's a delayed release and now they're making more. So no, season one of Spotify of yes. like of like the audio adventures, yes. there's only like two episodes. Incorrect, my good man. It is up to eight now, I believe. No. Yes? No. I looked at it this week. You looked at it this week? Yeah. Suck my nuts. You suck my nuts, you suck man. Hold on, hold on. Before we go f Every oh, oh oh. Everything with HBO Max has been a nightmare, so yeah. None of it's going to make any sense. It's, it's not going to make any sense until they finish killing the ant. <gasps> what so the fuck? So I'm just going to take whatever they have left at this point. Whatever they green light, I will take. It's entertaining because it's a, a huge tug of war within its own company. It's like sometimes they go in a good direction and sometimes they go in a bad direction and they just end up going nowhere. Colin Remember like two weeks ago, they only had like two episodes and I have ten. Colin nuts. I guess Colin. I had to suck your nuts. Colin is experiencing being wrong for the first time today. Literally. First time ever being wrong. Incredible. It's my first time. 
Be easy. It is your time to read the news. Fuck my asshole. I don't... I'm picking my nose. Okay, so... <laughs> Games Radar. Nope. Yes. yes. Nope. Yes. WB released the second trailer for Black Adam coming to cinemas October 21st. It's a good trailer. I didn't watch it. Me either. I saw the first one. No, no, here's the thing. You know... You you said you guys gotta watch this trailer, but you know what I've said already. I'm o- I only watch one trailer now, only one trailer. The first trailer. I've been like that the whole time you've talked to me yeah, ever in your life. But sometimes I can get you guys to watch something else. Nope, nope. Um, it looks good. I just not anymore. It, the, <laughs> it looks like it's gonna be a very simple movie, which is fine. I'm just kind of not worried about that fact. It just it seems like they might have kind of shown most of it. Like the villain got revealed last week for like three seconds, but. Beyond that, like, I know what the movie's gonna be. It's tough because there's a lot of new characters in it. I'm really excited for Dr. Fate. Me but too. It, that might be it's... why they're making it a very simple movie. Because right. so many characters. That's what with. I don't understand, though, is Dr. Fate is not a simple character. <laughs> I'm I'm a little worried about this movie because it seems like they're hyping up too much. Because I yeah. keep seeing advertisements. I even got it on TikTok, and they're doing stupid TikTok oh, no. trends. It's That's like they The got... Rock's doing. <laughs> I know, it's The Rock's doing. And I'm like... It's just... Mm. I will drink my Zill, and we will fucking go. I just deleted an entire article, because that was a very long one, and we can skip that. Excellent. From Variety.com, Variety can confirm that Warner Brothers will make a sequel to the 2005 supernatural action film, Constantine. Fuck yeah, let's go! Starring Keanu Reeves. The blockbuster star will reunite with original director Francis Lawrence, best known for taking over the Hunger Games franchise after the first film. Constantine, as it's sometimes said, has been a hot property in Hollywood, sparking an NBC series created by Daniel Cerrone and David S. Goyer, and was even more recently being developed into a new series for HBO Max by J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot production. Bad Robot! Had to do it. However, sources tell Variety that the HBO Max series is now dead. Fuck. <laughs> Although the streamer had been in early talks with an actor for the lead role before the new movie came together. Four scripts were written for the new adaptation set in contemporary London. London. Another Justice League dark project that is also... Be- Why? Why am I predicting everything? London is my city. Oh, it's England is my city. England is my city! <laughs> Forgot. He actually said it wrong. It's such an old shit post. <laughs> England is my city, bitches. Fuck. I, I have continue. no idea. Wait, wait, wait. I have, I a, have a thing for I you. have a paragraph left. I have yes. a thing for you. Another Justice League dark project that is also being put to the side is the Madam X series produced by Angela Robinson. But this doesn't mean both series can't be resurrected somewhere else. Sources say that both Warner Brothers, Television, and Bad Robot remain extremely high on both projects and expect to find a new home for them both. Okay, so I'm super excited for the new Constantine because I do, whilst I like actual Constantine, I do like... It's Keanu Reeves. Yeah. It is actually such a good movie. Just like it's pretty good. It's very different, um, but I do like it. Also, just like Satan in that movie was so, like, visually appealing. Just like coming out with, like, the gross ass black gooey feet. Something about (sighs) that released. Black gooey feet is so appealing. (laughs) It is. It's just, it just makes so much sense that he would have black gooey feet. It's tar. Um, It's tar. 
So the one thing with this that is, um, so the two other projects are still like potentially going to be made. Uh, they're because originally uh, HBO Max had passed on the Sandman, and that's why it ended up at Netflix. So this could happen to other things. The, the, those two shows might end up being made somewhere else. But I, the thing that throws a big red flag for this has nothing to do with the actual project. It's the fact that they canceled Batgirl, but they're greenlighting a movie with Keanu Reeves. And it just screams, we know this will make money. Like, we're going to bank on a star for the movie instead of either making a new adaptation with a new actor or, you know, releasing the other shit. Even though Batgirl was also star-studded, you know? Yes. It just smells funny. I'll sure as fuck watch it, though. From HollywoodReporter.com, Paper Girls won't be heading back out on its current route. Amazon Prime's video streaming service has canceled the series based on a comic by Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chong. After a single season, the decision comes six weeks after the eight-episode season debuted in its entirety. The show received positive reviews from critics and solid audience scores on review aggregators, but it did not break out with viewers based on what little data is available. I am sad. I really liked it. I wish it was gonna get more. I'm fine with this. Because you didn't watch it. You don't give a shit. I don't give a shit, that's why. I give a shit. I really don't like time-traveling teenagers. See, that's the cool thing for you, Colin. They're not even teenagers. They're tweens. Gross. Fucking take that. That sounds like... She-Hulk, episode 5. Came uh, out this week. Yes, so we get... Um, She-Hulk by Titania, I should have said. This is true. Oh, you're right. So this this episode revolves around a lawsuit between uh, Titania, queen of I want to punch her face, and uh, She-Hulk over the name of She-Hulk. And legal proceedings ensue. Uh, and then the side, the, the B-plot is um, her friend, uh, what's her name? The obnoxious one, who I don't remember... Uh, but we love her. Kind of. Going with Pug to go to the drip broker to f- get Jen more clothes that don't look like dog shit. Which they didn't even show. Nope. They definitely love stringing us along. For sure. Piece it, of shit. It makes me laugh. I like the fact that I liked using Pug again. Like, I don't want them to be like, ha, they're all friends now. Like, he's still a piece of shit. Yeah. But I like that they didn't just drop him. Like, he still, he works there, you know? Uh, I like that the title card was flipped be- for this episode. It was all pinked, and it has the subtitle by Titania. It was funny. Quite I, funny. I, I like that a lot. I like visual gags. Um, it keeps me actually watching instead of scrolling my phone while watching a show. Yep, fair. I, everything with the drip broker was fun. I will give the show that. I don't look at my phone yeah. while yeah. watching it. I do actually give it my attention. Despite it the is... CG being wonky sometimes. Yeah, it's still entertaining. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think this episode really displayed the like problems with like the CG work because she's in Hulk form for most of the episode in the same like two rooms. The it's the like the lighting uh, is obviously bad. Like the lighting that they have set up doesn't frame her in a good light. It's like being under like hospital lighting like you're gonna look Mm. like crap and it's hard to get the consistency of lighting on a digital model with the real people in the room so when she's in her office with the wide windows it's just so bland looking 
that, like, her model looks like crap. And then it's the same thing in the courtroom. It's also bland looking because a lot of the time she's just an idle animation. This is true. But I did Mm. think this episode demonstrated the specific animation work pretty well that they did with the motion capture. Because when I, I, I would try to just stare at her during scenes where there's other stuff going on, and, like... There's a good amount of facial expression going on. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like a blown up, dis- you know, distorted, like, person, actress. Like, it looks like, it kind of does look like her. You just have to, it's more in the mannerisms than, like, the physical face resemblance. Yeah. It just, man, it this show would be so much better if it, like, looked good. Um, I feel bad that this show literally has another character over- overshadowing Jen or She-Hulk in every episode. It was a joke the first couple episodes, but it, it it's really true. It's like every episode, that's the talking point for all the nerds. Is like... Daredevil. 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 That's fine. Yeah. Okay with it, because she just kind of seems like... Well, it's, it's a comedy show. It's not like she's supposed to be like... She's the main character, but it doesn't really matter that she's the main character. She's just kind of like a device for... This is what's going on in the backgrounds of the uh, MCU right now. That's weird to me. That's what I... But also it kind of... It's because it, they're framing it like that. It doesn't have to be yeah, written like that. And they're writing it like that because either they feel the need to use that as a crutch or they don't think people are going to like it if it's just about her. And it takes away from Tatiana Maslany herself. Which is... The, that's Because she's thing. doing she's playing her ass off with I'm what was written. really getting impressed. Like, I, I, te- I think I texted both of you guys while I was watching this episode. And it's like, I really like her yeah the the personality is very different from a lot of the other like female leads that we have in the mcu so it's not like copy paste stuff she's really fun to watch especially the last couple of minutes when she's in the bar with her lawyer and her lawyer leaves kind of rudely and then uh, with like a, a quip about you still need new clothes and like the f- jennifer lights up and like, oh yeah my clothes and it's like a, an, oh yeah, an that was honest so cute. smile. It's awesome. That was really cute. They're not falling into the trap, which I thought they might have done. Is there's a it's a it's a type that they have. They keep doing it with their male leads all the time. Where if you're not like one of the serious ones, you're like the goofball. It's the thing they, yeah. It's what they did with Steven. Whilst I like it when it's Steven, it's the the funny penis man falls over his own penis thing. Like it's the like just complete utter ineptitude, and they've done that with a couple of their female characters, and I really glad that they're not doing that with her like she's a goofball and she can be kind of oblivious but she's not stupid yeah um i like i actually liked watching the stupid lawsuit like it wasn't riveting but i appreciate that they're doing it's they're keeping it short and simple and they're not trying to overplay it but they're not forgetting that this is still a show about a lawyer and they clearly they're clearly not uh, keeping it realistic. No, it's played no. for laughs. It's I comedy, like it. which is good. I think that was something that they had mentioned was they tried to like reduce it because they didn't know how to like write like legal right. stuff. And it's like Daredevil isn't anything near realistic either, but it feels like it enough. You know, for the most part, close enough. I yeah. le- but this, sh- but this show like doesn't need that. Like yeah. it doesn't need the realism. It's about like stupid civil cases mostly. Mm-hmm. So the the tone's gonna be completely different anyway. They're not doing criminal trials. So anyway, speaking of Daredevil. <laughs> Um, Daddy Devil. That's my only note on that. find it interesting. (laughs) It looks more helmet-y than cowl-y. I was looking at it really closely today. I think it's just the the angle. It looks like a helmet, not a cowl. It's always been a helmet. Yeah. Because he he has like this chain mail hood that's underneath the helmet. Yeah. Yeah, but... It's always looked like that. 
I think the one in, in Netflix was more like leather padded. It's literally the it's, same it, thing. Is it? It okay. is. Just, it is. It's right. the angle of like where the the camera yeah. looks at the helmet. Yeah, it's it is. It's it always is been a. It's a helmet okay. that he can hold or like. Yeah, it just. Yeah, don't at me. It's a helmet. I will at you. Um, and he looks really funny without the hood. It does. It and looks like, really bad. And his ears are like. It looks really dumb. That's like that. Um, his ears I, are like Captain America ears. They so go whoa, out yeah. in the wind, the wind of freedom. Um. I appreciate that they didn't overplay it. There was just a little bit at the end. There wasn't... I was, of course, because I have stupid internet MCU brain, I was looking in the initial scene in the Drip Broker's place, and I was like, where's the cameo stuff? And there wasn't anything there until the end, which I appreciate. I was also looking. I was looking, and then I went, oh, the show is telling me not to look. I appreciate that. Like, it's just mm-hmm. doing the scene. Um, I like the dingy. I like that he, because for whatever fucking reason, he's in the west coast like that's not new york like whatever the hell he's doing out there it would make sense that he has somewhere else and also melvin potter is in jail right now so you know oh wait where where are are they in are we located in uh, i think it's la la i think is that where she is uh-huh. it's I definitely it was, the west coast at first i thought it was new york it's definitely not new york what do you think is in the freaking clothing bag that the it's the jumpsuit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's so a purple and we've white seen the jumpsuit, jumpsuit, which does look nice. It does it's look got very the nice. same I didn't vibe know we'd as seen it. yeah, it's in a trailer. It it's the same vibe as like Hulk's Endgame suit. Well, it's Shield. It's different. I can. It's not like anything is gonna really be a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, except probably all the Daredevil footage we will get. Okay, next week. yeah, I wanted to see Daredevil. I couldn't help myself. I wanted to see him so bad because everyone at work keeps asking me questions, and I'm the man with the answers. Apparently, I like that it's reminiscent of <clears throat> Hulk's suit in Endgame, the very stretchy one, but the colors are tweaked around, so it's still purple, but it's like purple and white instead of purple and gray. Purple. Purple. Who's your best friend? Spandex. Spandex. Spandex is your best friend. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm interested in how I, like, I don't really care about the superhero suit. It's like it's a thing. I'm more interested about how like the changing business suits are gonna work. I'm. I'm very curious. I'm more interested in um, She-Hulk and Daredevil's relationship together. I want to see her, like, <laughs> smash. No. Yeah, but like, I actually really want to see her like. Google over him because she's going to and it's just going to be so funny because she doesn't realize how like attractive she is which is funny because in the comics she it, it she knows how attractive she yeah. is is it Google or Ogle? Google yes see I Google. can take also I can see them Daredevil take, oh. will be able to know that she's into him because of her heartbeat yes <laughs> That's so I love that about him because like he knows when a girl's into him because he can play right into it. It's so annoying. How do you always end up with the hot? Yeah, it's ah. See, I could take, I could see them taking that relationship in so many different ways, and they'd all work for me. It's just going to be a flirtatious relationship. Like I could see it being something vaguely like serious. Like yeah, sure. But I could also see it being like they're just mutually flirtatious for no reason. Or I, like some weird, like hard crushing thing. I would I could see. I would it. really like it if they actually got into a relationship together and like see how like their dynamic would work. Like he's such a like I'm a brooding little man, but, but also I, I'm wearing a sweater that's I'm not Daredevil, guys. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm a ser- I, I'm a serious lawyer, and then she's just like, Oh yeah, my suit. It's just I feel like that that would work so well for like a little bit not long term but I can like, see that it would, it would look, I'm, I'm not gonna lie okay yeah 
I, I just wouldn't want to see it long term. But I, I could see them working. Well, yes, you can't. And then they just become Karen. like really good friends that still flirt with each other all you the time. You cannot take away Karen from me. If no. they make Karen, I love Karen. If they make Karen regress like they do in the comics, I will flip my shit. Because the way that the show handled her is so much better than the books did. I have not... Let Karen be a good, normal person, and they need to be together, or I will die. I'm not as um, knowledgeable about Karen as you are, so all I really know is Daredevil, Daredevil Born Daredevil Against. Yellow. Daredevil Born Against started off with her selling out his secret identity for heroin money. What the fuck? Yep. Karen, like, so you you know all the backstory stuff with Karen. We finally get in season three. It's oh, very, yeah, she is a, like... She's got... She was, she's, she's a drug addict. Some, yeah, she had some issues. But they really tweaked that to be a lot less... Yikesy? More, for the like, most part. normal human a lot less, Yeah. A lot less Frank Miller, you may say? This is true. A lot less, like, Frank Millery. Um, yeah. You know, that worked really well in, the like, the older comics. It just... It's something where, as I really prefer the direction they took the character on the show and mm. I hope that they don't undercut that by be like and now she regresses for no fucking reason like she's gone through so much in the show and she's so much better than she used to be yeah she's like an actual she's human being awesome. like an actual dude, character dude she still she sat in that room with Kingpin and just talked mad shit to I know I know that's really hot that's very hot <laughs> very hot just like I need I just need the three of them and their silly little law firm and it'll mm. be fine yeah, I would love that. If he's not going to say Nelson. If he doesn't say Nelson, Murdoch, and Page, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to flip shit, actually. It is Nelson, Murdoch, and Page now. It is. Anyways. Do you have anything else on She-Hulk? I, my, my last note just said Daddy Devil. That's it. Okay. Daddy I did, Devil. I squealed. And Bonk. Um, Colin needs a Bonk because he keeps finding really provocative She-Hulk Covers. Oh, they're I all they're all provocative. They are. And she's so hot. Like not not just like hot as in like like sexually hot, but like her face and her facial expressions are just like wow, that is woman. She's magnetic. and mommy, and it's like what the fuck. Mm-hmm. These artists are awful, and I love them. Speaking of good artists, yes. because mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. you meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Warren Johnson. Daniel Warren Johnson did a power bomb number four. I love this comic series so fucking much. So I talked to Rich when I went in to pick up the issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how la- like uh, two weeks ago, they're like, there's this big twist. And then the twist happened. I was like, oh shit. And then last week, they're like, there's so much action. It's so much better than the last one. And I was like, yeah, doubt. And then it was. And then he's like, this one's insane. And then I read it and I was like, I was gripping my chair the uh-huh, whole time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, punch him in the face! So, so, uh, uh, um, so a quick synopsis of this comic is they that it's basically they just do some fighting <laughs> to the night dudes and then there is a twist that her uncle is also uh, a part of this uh, big uh, death life uh, tournament. Ma- uh, tournament. And he's like, it's my, f- this is my fight. It was my sister. And then boom, he gets clocked in the face and then snap, gets his neck Dude, snap. So, 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 so wait. <laughs> What no, the... I want the next one. So the next page, he's in a bed, covered up, and the host, the the bad guy, whatever his face is, has a bubble that says, "Welp, his neck is broken." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> I love so that. uncaring because I thought he was dead. It was like, uh-huh. yeah, they snapped his neck. He's dead. It's like what? And yeah, then I thought he was dead too. Yeah, and then the next bubble is he's still alive with a broken neck. I was like, oh. But yeah, it was like a solid minute that I was like, 
just staring at, well, his neck is broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I, this, so, oh my gosh. It got my blood bumping, honestly. At first I was like, all right, this There's... is going to be an action issue. And then it kept going. Daniel just keeps me on, like, keeps me on my toes because I don't, I actually don't know what he's going to do next. Like, this is one of those artists, like, I don't know what he's going to do next and it scares me. Like, I don't know if he's going to kill someone off or if, like, if basically we're in the fourth issue. Oh, they do lose completely. Now we're going on this other. This is this is this was just the the beginning of the story. This was just the in, uh, the intro. Now we're getting into the real story. Like that shit scares me. Like I'm scared yeah. it's going to get to that point. Oh boy, it's a seven issue run, so we're past the midway point. But it's still, still terrifying. It, oh, absolutely. And after you know, murder burb. Especially after murder burb. He, has the balls to kill people off. <laughs> yeah. Did you see him in this book? Yes. Did you see the back of his head? It's, it's nice. It's his mullet. Not, no. Murder barb. Uh, the uh, last... I, 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 I have the same point I did with the last talking point we had. Uh, visual gags are funny. They go burr. There's, there's Mon- a montage, montage scene and, and then, then montage. another montage Yeah, scene. I loved... I actually laughed. Like, it wasn't just a snicker. Like, I actually, like, gasped air. When, when I saw that, I'm like, yes. I, yeah. can it be? I, I, I love, I love that it's just so, it can be so serious and like scary, but then there's just funny moments like, montage, yeah, work out, pump it. But, but also like every action has its own action word to it. Yeah. And he uses so many different ones. It's so funny. It's so much fun. The last page gets me very excited. Not oh, just dude. because Colin's very horny over Cobra's son. Cobra's son is literally daddy. Aside from that... Aside from being a father... Daniel Warren Johnson is turning Colin gay. <laughs> I am um, not. Yet. Yet. You just said daddy. So? You said daddy daredevil! I'm allowed to say daddy. Thank oh, you I forgot, because you are gay! Yes. Uh, I just... The next issue is going to be very bloody. They're pulling out, like, barbed wire cover shit. So. It's so fucking badass. It's just like, they, they want to fight? Well, I'm going to give them the real fucking fight. But there's, it's rated T. So it's like, it's already pretty fucking is it gross. Real? I mean, come His back. books are pretty gross. Come back. Yeah, they are. They, like, Part of the art style, but like this issue is like, already he rips rough. people apart. Yeah. They just have purple blood. Don't worry about it. Rip it's just purple. Yep. What are you doing for your individual talking point? Uh, I'm going to be talking about Drive. You're not going to do Descender? The Sender? Mm-hmm. The book I gave you? I didn't actually get a chance to read that. <laughs> we were working. <laughs> I know. So why are you on a Ryan Gosling kick lately? Because uh, I've always liked Ryan Gosling ever since I watched Blade Runner 2049. And I realized that like he kind of plays the same role every single time. And it's kind of like I don't have to give up a character because it's like the same character. That's the thing with Ryan Gosling I find very interesting. Is... And then he plays a different character in like Nice Guys and like... I don't know. Like the vast majority of his characters fall into two categories of mm-hmm. like very silent, stoic person or like obnoxious douchebag. But the fact that he is hot as a Ken doll all the time is v- either very relevant or not like relevant at all. It's very entertaining where it's like... He's playing like a he's a, he's a fucking android. He's a hard robot. Yeah, but like he's pretty. It's yeah. so bizarre. And his boss wants to fuck him. Yeah, that we that was talk, very we scary. Talk, we don't talk about that. Uh, it was also very scary because you could see her knees man. and like oh, the God. bottom half of her thighs. Oh my Sir. gosh, Colin, calm down. Um, what is this movie? 
So this movie is about a Sigma man. <laughs> I can't even say I'm it. I'm going to fucking leave. <laughs> so this, uh, this movie follows his character, the driver, and he um, is hired to help with like robberies, like small time or big time, bank robberies, pawn shop robberies. But um, on the side, he, um, he works for this guy that helps him get these cars and these uh, the cars that he drives. They're supposed to look um, very normal and like they just look like every other car, but what's inside the car is what matters, obviously. It's like he can just outdrive everything. But on the side, he works as a stuntman for movies and stuff like that, and eventually he falls in love with his neighbor, who she gets caught up with in um, her uh, recently... Prisoned, re- uh, released from prison husband who's caught up with stupid gang stuff who is also connected to his uh, driving gig. And he's trying to help her husband get out of something because he's not entirely a bad guy. He's just in bad stuff and accidentally gets him killed. And so th- through this whole thing, he finally shows this girl that he likes, that he loves her, but he has to kill someone right in front of her. Because she's uh, getting caught up in this thing. And once he kills that dude right in front of her, she steps out of this elevator that they were going down. And it closes on her. Like, in front of, in between them. It closes in front of his face. And we never see her again, pretty much. Until he calls her to say, hey, I may never come back. And he dies eventually in the movie. I really like this movie because of the very, the many quiet moments that they have and just like you can just relate to those silent moments between like you and someone else like you and a loved one it's like you don't know what to say or or like you don't want to say the wrong wrong thing so you're kind of just like smiling at each other type of thing but I also really loved Ron Perlman in this movie because he was such a fucking douchebag as, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's like this guy that's the owner of this pizza place, but it's secretly a money laundering facility, a part of this family. So the real reason you watch this movie is because it has Hellboy in it. No, because it has Ryan Gosling and Hellboy in it. It's one of those, one of those sad boy movies that are loved by film boys, uh, and that it has a bunch of metaphor. Mm. Yeah, it, it, uh, I didn't actually see... I'm in the same camp as Colin here, yeah, see, so I'm just I know. boiling it down to exactly what it is. It's it, one it, of those film guy movies where you're like, oh my god, the metaphor. Ooh, I, I, also, don't, I didn't actually see... Violent. I didn't really see any metaphor. Sure. I don't think I was looking for it, except for like the scorpion and the frog thing. Yeah, which is like layered into the whole damn movie. I Not know, just on the surface. He's the, scorp- he's the, the scorpion. Literally the scorpion, because he has a golden scorpion on his white jacket. Which I noticed that every like sad boy... They all have cool jackets. They ha- yes, they all have cool jackets. And I'm like, shit, that's why I'm always looking for a jacket. That's why I'm a jacket slut. And I'm trying to find a jacket that I can wear that's not too, like, oh, guys, I have jackets. But also, like, I have jackets. It's very, it's a, it's a very surprisingly violent movie. It was one of the first, it this was. came out in 2011. And it was one of the earlier R-rated movies that I had watched. Because for the most part, it's just, like, they swear some, they swear some. There's some normal action scenes, lots of car chases and shit. And then towards the end of the movie, he just up. Uh, like the way he that they stomps sh- the, out a dude's head the in the elevator. way that they that the camera uh like watches the action is very you're a, a horror, part of it's it. kind of a horror type framing 
Like, you know how I talked about The Northman, whereas, like, it's an action movie being made by a director who's never done action, so it's shot like a horror movie? Like, it's just slow panning shots with big wide frames, and you can just see everything. It's kind of like that. Like, mm. the way that the camera is shot is you're just watching someone beat the snot out of someone with a hammer. Like, you can just see everything. Or with your with the, your heel. It's like, just disgusting. It's yeah. very fun. Yeah. There's also boobies, but they're not very good boobies. Uh, how many how many boobies out of seven is this movie? So I actually give this movie uh, six boobies out of seven uh, badonkadonks. Nice. Uh, this movie I would probably watch again, and I think I give it that rating just because I I had fun watching it, not because I think it's like cinema, which it kind of is. It, it's it's kind of kind of like that, but. Nonetheless, I like the movie, especially Ryan Gosling. He's my favorite sad boy. Just wait until he gets to the point where he actually watches Taxi Driver. It'll it'll be a minute, but he'll get there. I started that. I have. You're looking at me like I should know what you're talking about. I, I started watching Taxi Driver, but I couldn't because the guy was too Sigma cringe for me. So, That's the point! I know. It was too much. I It, it felt like, oh, I can't watch this. I'm going to become the Joker. I'm the Joker, baby! Spencer, what have you done? Uh, I read Robin and Batman. <gasps> <laughs> My reaction, exactly. Uh, I was waiting for this to come out in hardcover form. Uh, the issue, I, I had to resist buying the issues. I have both I know. issues and hardcover. I, I know, Colin. Because I'm special. I know, Colin. Uh, <laughs> You're very it's a, special. I'm special in the head. It's a three-issue miniseries that came out last year. Uh, it's written by Jeff Lemire uh, with art by Dustin Nguyen. I have no idea how to say his last name. Nguyen. So, Nguyen. sure. So basically, this is a retelling slash re-canonizing whatever story about Robin and his early days with Batman. Um, Which Robin? A dick. I hate that you say dick. <laughs> well, you always are like, Richard. It's like, yeah. it, it's dick. It's Richard Grayson. They I, call him dick. I know, I hate it. Well, that's a you problem. That's, that's the a char- them problem. That's the character. Uh, dick. I, I appreciate how simple the story is. Um, the, the very small details that they kind of rework for this makes it very flexible. This could potentially fit into like any timeline, really. Like it just, it's quaint. For the most part, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. It's a very simple story that involves uh, Killer Croc and the Haley Circus uh, with a minor aside to meet the predecessor to the Teen Titans at, uh, in the Justice League Watchtower. Um, it's just Bruce being like, no, you're going to be like me. And then Dick's like, but I kind of don't want to. And then Bruce is like, mm, fine. That's basically the whole book is... Batman learning to be a little bit less of a dickhead. Um, I, he said you did good. I appreciate the fact that they didn't have Bruce's growth be linear. He ping-ponged back and forth between making good decisions and bad decisions. Mm-hmm. He can be borderline, like, kind of abusive, and then he will make better choices, and then sometimes he slipped back into things. Right when you think Batman's getting better, and he's like, oh, look, he set Robin up on a play date with a bunch of kids, and then, he, you know, Robin's like, so this is how I could kill all of them, and Bruce is like, mm, good boy. Like, yeah. it, it's very much so, like, he's trying, but he doesn't want to lose the utility of having a child soldier, so mm-hmm. he's still kind of not letting him have a childhood. I'm fine with that. Uh, 
I think that that's good because this is like the the early years of yeah. Batman. It doesn't overplay like, oh, Batman was bad, but now he's good. It's like he's a person who's growing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a lot of pushback from Alfred, which I appreciate. Yeah, the, the stuff with Croc I thought was really nice. The way that they tied Croc as as a, an attraction in Haley's Circus, so he would have familiarity with. Dick, but Dick probably wouldn't remember who he is because whilst, you know, he was raised in a circus on the road, Dick still had, like, a whole loving family. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't have to go near some parts of the circus. Mm-hmm. So he, in, a, in that environment, still kind of had a privilege to him, and I, I like how they draw attention to that. I, I really like that because uh, it really humanizes uh, Killer Crocs. I don't... I, I like love it, I like Killer it when Croc he, humanized. Me too. I really like it when he's he's a monster. Like, I like that, but I like it when they humanize him for some reason, I feel akin, or what's the word? Not relating. Kinship. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, I, I just feel connected to Croc. I like it when Croc is humanized, but he's still a monster. I don't... I like, well, yeah, for his actions. Uh, that's what I mean. Is I, I like it when the writers do a good job of making him understandable and a person, but they don't try to justify the vast majority of what he does, and they don't always try to make him better. When Croc's a good guy, it's kind of weird. He's like a contextual good guy. Like, on some uh, occasions, Earth One. Killer Earth Croc. One, I liked in that story, but I don't really like it in concept. It, I like it when Croc is like, okay, if you leave me alone for like the next month, I'll give you some information. Like, I, I appreciate <clears> that when there's temporary alliances. Um, but he's still like going to like eat a child in this book. And also, he's in a trench coat and a hat, and it's funny. Mm-hmm. I love it when Croc gets dressed up. Um, the thing with meeting the Justice League, I really liked the issue. It feels way too early in Robin's career, though. Like, this is a couple of weeks in, and he's already met Superman. And it's like, this feels kind of funny. I don't know. I think he... No, I think it's been longer. I think it's been like a couple months or so. I don't know. It's It might just be the, because of the way the book doesn't really go over time. But he's still in his early days as Robin, and then he gets to meet, like, so many super... Like, this book, for the rest of it, is all grounded and normal, and then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, here's a fucking teleporter. Like, I don't know. There's something about the disparity between the early adventures of Batman and Robin and Batman being in the Justice League Watchtower. It feels like the Watchtower shouldn't exist yet. That's just a me thing. It's definitely just a you thing, because I didn't really feel like this thing was grounded at all. Eh. Um... Literally the, crocodile man. The issue was fun with him, you know, just interacting with uh, the people that we would know from Titans and Young Justice. Um, and the art is just fucking stellar. Like, it's so The good. designs are detailed, but they're not overdone. They're modernized, but not to the point where they lose what's unique about them. They still look like costumes. Mm. Um, I like Robin's suit Robins. looks really nice. I like the, the first Robin suit more than the second. You're gay. Uh, I just, I really appreciate the color palette and the watercolor work. The The painting is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The The flesh tones are really something I, I don't always remember that I like or appreciate. When people do watercolor, it's really hard to do, like, flesh tones. Yes. And just looking at the different people and the amount of variety of skin tone and melanin levels is really, really cool. And, like, you can see when they're, like, blushing and when they're, like... You know, Alfred is, like, darker around the eyes because he's old. Like, it just little shit he's like that. He's old and tired. Like, those sorts of things are really, really nice. It Same. shows a lot of effort put into the artwork. Are um, you like Alfred? I am old and tired. You are Alfred. Uh, this book was $25. Uh, I bought it at Jetpack. This is definitely worth it. I would have... Pre- imagine if this was, like, a, an oversized, like, black label size book. 
that would be great. I would have preferred to buy this in trade if it was available in trade, but they only had the hardcover so far. It's got a half-decent slipcase, uh, not slipcase, uh, cover, like a dust jacket. Um, definitely worth the 25 bucks. It's a good Batman and Robin story. Very Who good Batman and Robin was story. the artist on that again? Dustin, uh... It, it, go in. Yeah. It is okay. the same artist well, for your book. Yes. Oh! Funny thing. Friend. I read Descender, Volume 1, Tin Stars, written by Jeff Lemire and arted by Dustin Gillian. That's why I asked, just to make sure. Wow. Um, I told you this when you uh, gave me the book. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't know which out of 100,000 million billion kajillion Batman books you had said. That's so. why I said Robin and Batman because there's only one. That's why you call Robin and Batman because Robin did my character. You still haven't sucked my nuts. So you still haven't sucked my butthole. Alrighty. Little, little, little. What is this book about? Your mom. That's a great question. Um, This book <laughs> is... Here. <laughs> <laughs> This book it feels like your classic um, yuppie, this is cinema, sci-fi movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I'm going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so good. Yuppie. It, I love the words well, you use. Well, I, oh, I just think it's funny because you're an old man. Yuppie would be an accurate word. Sometimes. It's so fun. It is an older word, though. We don't use it too much anymore. It's fun. Continue. So is faggot. It means a bundle of sticks. It means cigarette, sir. A short cigarette. It's... Yes. Not Bag. just a regular cigarette, but yeah. a short cigarette. Nope. Regular cigarette. Huh. Yep. I think it's interchangeable. Nope. Wrong. Anyway. The artwork is beautiful. Uh, it was probably my favorite thing of this book which is not a, a diss against the rest of the book, but the art is stellar. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> like, interstellar, you get it? Interstellar! Uh -huh. uh, I haven't seen that movie. Black hole. Yes, black hole. Go black hole go no, Black hole actually goes... You can't hear it because there's no noise. What I really loved about this book, the, the artwork in this book, is that it... Has it portrays that uh, every futuristic sci-fi uh, building has the eye-burning white walls and tables and everything? It's just so bleached, and this artwork conveys that so well. Uh, but also, it goes into space, and it's nice and dark out there. And, space, and it's hard to see. It's so shadowy, and it's scary, and uh, it. it um, the the pressure has been burst, and it's cold in there, and the robots walking around. And this book conveys feels really well. Oh yeah, Does I it got feelings really good. No, no, like feels like ooh, I feel cold and, and like I'm in space, I feel or, cold in my or balls. I could I could feel the death. I could smell the death in the room as I he's guess. walking through it. Whatever. I can smell the death roots. Yes. Sorry, that's... I got a little bit lost in the sci-fi story. Not too, too bad. Uh, but it does <clears throat> reference its lore really hard that it hasn't set up yet. If if that makes sense. It will be yeah. expanded on in the future. 
But right off the bat, it's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, when you're first walking into Dune, like reading Dune for the first time. It's like they're yeah, yeah. It's like I have no idea what a gom jabber is. Gom jabber. Gom jabber. Uh, hold, please. Holding. Should I be holding someone's balls? Or? I'm gonna hold your balls, sucker. Cover price is. Ten dollars because it is a freaking dark horse book. Maybe. Maybe. Oh no! It is image. It is an image. Okay, so it's dummy cheap book. The first one is dummy cheap. That's how they get ya. They go up in price as the story goes on. That's how they gonna get ya? Uh, I paid six ninety seven at Bull Moose for the first volume. Holy shit balls! I gave it a four out of five stars on Goodreads. I love how he described an entire book, but he didn't actually say anything. Well, that was intentional because there's a lot of twists in it. Like, people are actually robots. And, oh, yeah, wait, no, no twist! No twist! No! Also, Colin's going to love this book because there's a robot dog. <gasps> robot dog? Robot dog. Little doggy's name and, is Sparky? And he's a friend with the little boy. And Aww. all he says is arf arf, but the, but the little boy understands every word the dog is saying. Oh, I'm gonna cry. You're gonna love this book. You've been hanging around with me too much. No, I just love doggies and I love little kitty cats and, you know. I love how every time also, I put up Goodreads, I just see Howling Matt Murdock reviewed booby comic. It's like every time I open it up, it's always, it's always like detective noir stuff, but the covers are always like, look, tits. Well, look, so see, funny. I didn't realize this was our first week of uh, only one review because I was trying to do themed weeks with my two reviews. So I was going to say, I read two comics you guys have never read. And uh, one of them was Descender and the other one was B Booby Book. Let me see the Booby Book. But uh, it wasn't supposed to be Booby Book. Ah, booby it, book. It's... It's heavily marketed as like ooh old score old school noir. It's like uh, pulp. I'm literally shit that you can right now. that soying. you can, yeah. So you know like oh. And also it was marketed really hard. The uh, booby book is actually called Gun Honey for anybody listening. Gun Honey. Uh, we'll be talking about it next week. No, I'm we'll talking about no, it. You brought it up, dickhead. So I'm talking about it now. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I'll go quick. He always goes quick. Okay, let's go. Three, two, one, go. Gun Honey was marketed really hard by Jetpack because they had exclusive covers for the story. Who knows why? That's hot. So I found it bundled together for 25 bucks in their little freaking bundles of comics that they make. And I was like, eh, frig it, why not? Turns out to be a lot of booba. Uh, sometimes it's okay. But then after reading the whole story, it was like, now we need a gratuitous booba scene. Ooh. So it was a little bit obnoxious. Also... The premise is cool. Uh, she's a secret agent that sneaks guns into places where guns don't belong so that a hit can happen. She's not there. She doesn't make the hit. She just supplies the hit. Really cool idea. Turns out to be pretty freaking boring. I was not especially happy with it. I gave it two out of five stars on Goodreads. I spent 25 bucks. I think each issue is four bucks, so I spent a little bit extra, but I got number one with the Jetpack exclusive cover. Oh my this gosh. sounds just as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fuck. Deceitful. Like, sure. This just, this sounds just as deceitful as Gray Man. Wow. Gray Man? Gray Man. 
He's so butthurt about that. I am actually very butthurt. I am butthurt. too. It's, it was a complete waste of very talented people. Because it looked like the trailer made um, Chris Evans look oh, like really yeah, good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for his next douchebag role. Yeah, no, he spends 90% no. of the movie just yelling at people over the phone. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And it is just he gets a... shot in the ass. Yeah. And then Ryan Gosling, you know, same character. Fu- getting shot in the ass was funny. That was funny. The, the jokes uh, did work, but yeah. man, that, it was just so like... It was just kind of like the same gonna, stuff. It was, yeah, but not in a good way. No. It was yeah. like, no. I'm going to forget, like, I remember the poster, and I remember that I was disappointed. I, I watched the movie, and I still didn't know what you were talking about when you said The Gray Man. I was yeah, like, no. what is that? Yeah, it's, it's like, it's just so, like, mid. It's so mid. Last it's such point. a generic spy movie. Last point. Uh, Descender has the little robot dog, but it also has big, strunk robot driller. And he is, Ooh. like, murderous. And is like, Ooh. driller is killer. And he runs around killing bad guys. Wow. I, I bet you 20 bucks you'll like this book. I oh. like robots. I love murder robots that just go, I'm going to murder, but the bad guys. <laughs> uh, we are sponsored by Jetpack Comics and Games. I was there We're earlier. We're not sponsored by them, sir. Whatever. We are partners with them. They do not give us any financial support, nor do we get exclusive access to anything. Yet. Yes. When we are sponsored, is, I will change up It my is on the table. Uh, oh. I was there earlier today, and because it's Batman Day, I picked up a couple of Batman books uh, on the cheap. Kyle helped me. He's wicked cool. He told me to yell at Spencer because... What was the reason? What was the reason? There was a reason. I forget. But he did tell me to yell at you, so count this. Um, was it about me picking up a book? So there was a no, confusion no, no. last week? No, he just, asked me I how I the podcast was going, wow. and I said I was late. Uh, to get here, which it turned out I was still early, and Colin was super late, and so was Spencer. Uh, I wasn't super late. If Spencer's not ready, then I'm not late. He asked me if I needed a bag, and I said yes. I never have enough jetpack bags, and I said I use them a lot for bringing my comic books into work. It helps Mm -hmm. add that layer of protection. And he said that uh, he suggests using them as trash bags in your trash can. And I told him the funny story about Spencer's trash can and how... (laughs) inappropriate it makes the jetpack bag look did you tell him about <laughs> me i think i think that was what he wanted me to yell at spencer about because they have the larger jetpack bags and i didn't know about that but apparently you do i don't know he yeah, told me to yell at you so i did you didn't tell him about the crimson condom oh i forgot about the crimson condom crimson, the crimson no condom. i just said that i think using the jetpack bag in spencer's trash can makes it look like a really small bikini on a fat woman it was so that's cool. awesome i think you need to make a instagram post with the picture of me the as crim- a crimson, crimson condom, condom and be like hey jetpack i don't know something uh, make it just yeah. make a funny joke involving yeah, jetpack yeah, yeah. you love you can just tag kyle directly you, you know? love yes. advertising all of the cringe jokes we have yes he does because that's us <laughs> don't show the picture of you with my shirt off that's just who we are well this is true jetpack um, does like, a lot of cool things with comics and games please go visit them in downtown rochester new hampshire we are also definitely sponsored by our patrons. Patrons! On they patronize us. Patreon.com forward slash Dime Comic Bros. We have two of them. Jeff Lemire, who's been around far, far Jeff ever. Lemire. Jeff no, Lemire. Not Lemire. Wow. Freaking the other L, Jeff, Jeff Lorenz. <laughs> there you go. My good buddy. <laughs> uh, Friend of the show. And my good buddy. Probably and good hugger. Uh, very, very good hugger. And residence uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles connoisseur. But only while drunk. Also sponsored Not by drunk. Caitlin, uh, who just jumped on, and we appreciate all the support that we get because we are very broke dudes. We broke boys. have special things for anybody who becomes a 
patron stickers. 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 And freaking little artwork doodads that You'll Colin get some does. Artwork doodads. And uh, early uh, access to this show as well as our other podcast, Dime Gaming Bros, which comes out once a month. But also a very special after show that we like to do where sometimes we get drink, sometimes, sometimes we get a little tipsy. <laughs> and uh, we just talk about mad shit, about anything that comes to mind. We try to keep it comic related, but it never happens. It does never happen. Uh, that is exclusive to patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros. It is usually. I, 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 I want to get a fucking talk! It is usually between 15 and 45 minutes. Sometimes it goes real long, and sometimes it's a, it's a bit of a quickie, you know? Also, it's like sex. It's the, fine. Sometimes it's. It's really comic book related wow. and it's fast. Wow. And like sometimes it's really long and kind of boring and you get numb by the end of <laughs> So anyway. Like last week. Also, there's really spicy clips. There's one uh, that I'm clipping out of this episode about Halo grunts. So <laughs> please consider sponsoring us through Patreon. Uh, next heckin' sick. Next, next week, week. We are just we are we are we are we are going to be watching Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider! And we'll be discussing the next episode of She-Hulk. Robot in Disguise. Episode 6. the first three episodes of Andor, which are dropping in a few days. Fuck. That's a lot of Andor. And then we will not be reviewing anything on our own because we will have all of our time slots filled up. Unless I sneak it in. (laughs) Fuck you. He loves sneaking it in. I love sneaking it in. He's such a... Just soak it. I hate you. I did not write that out well at all. This was uh, six twisted T's in. <laughs> he's such a pretentious fuck. He's so taking, are you. That's why we're friends. He's after his father. Literally. You. Uh-huh. No, Black Hole actually goes... You can't hear it because there's no noise. It actually goes... <laughs> why are your dick-sucking noises so good? <laughs> Shut the fuck up.